Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. This is Phoebe. And this is Ed. Welcome back. Now that you've created your profile, which was fun and titillating, the real work begins. Communication with your partner is more important than with anyone else. We are going to dive into meaningful conversations that reveal some insecurities and questions when we started out. As you progress in the lifestyle, your ability to communicate with your partner becomes crucial. We're going to break down today's lessons, starting with the ideal environment, rules, what turns you on, and then finally, fears and insecurities. The ideal environment, your ideal environment. Ours was our backyard. It's secluded. It's inviting. We have comfortable furniture. We could be away from little ears And it was private enough where neighbors wouldn't overhear our conversations. We felt like we were in a safe place where we could actually have conversation freely and not worry about anything, any distractions going on. And it it was outside of the house where the family was, so it, it literally felt like we were stepping outside to have our time, private time. Exactly. The next thing we'd like to talk about are the rules of communication. Ideally, when you're having these conversations, everyone should feel safe. You shouldn't feel like you're going to be attacked or you're going to be threatened or that you're not going to be heard or listened to. So, Everyone has to be in a good place, in a safe place, to be able to have this open dialogue. And you brought up a good point. 
be in an open space. Don't try to have these conversations, you know, when you're feeling rushed or stressed. You want to be relaxed. You want to be able to really engage and focus on your partner and the conversation that you're going to have. Right. Imagine going to a bar or a restaurant. It's a great date night, but it's a really bad place to try and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You get interrupted by the waiter. You've got a bartender asking you. You've got some music schmo sitting next to you. And everybody's overhearing. So you're trying to talk quietly. You're gauging the room. You're waiting for interruptions. Plus, if one of you is, like, overwhelmed, where do you go at this point? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you don't have a place to kind of say, okay, time out. We need to, you know, move on. Right. So someplace nice and safe for everybody away from anything that can be distracting. Correct. You want to respect one another's perspective and what they reveal. Everyone comes from a different place. They grow up somewhere different. Their perspectives are different. No one's going to feel or think the same way you do. They may want different things, and frequently they do. And this is an opportunity for you to express what you're feeling, to reveal something that you just discovered. As you go through the lifestyle, you will see things that you hadn't ever seen before. You will experience feelings that you hadn't felt before because you hadn't been exposed to those environments. Right. Or if you're just starting out, you may want to reveal things that you were afraid to reveal. Things that you want to say to your partner. Hey, you know, I, I was experimentally bi in college and I'd really like to try that out again. And I'd like to do that with you. And if your partner's never heard that before or didn't know anything about that. Mind blown. (laughs) Ta-da. Here it is. So you've, you've got to be able to be empathetic towards this other person to, Mm -hmm listen to their feelings, to listen to what they're trying to express to you and be a good listener. Listen to what they have to say because soon it will be your turn and you'll have to trade places in this conversation. Right. So that leads into... Nothing is off the table. Mm -hmm. So the important thing to consider is anything that you're going through, you have to be able to express it. You've got to be able to get it out and tell your partner and it's not always going to be easy and some of the things you say may not be comfortable i said to ed several times in some of these nice intimate conversations that i prefaced some of the things i wanted to reveal to him with i'm really afraid to tell you this but I'm going to do it. And it brought us closer. It expanded our sexuality. It, it was amazing. Yeah. And we always had an agreement that anything we said would be listened to. More importantly, that we would try to support each other as we went through this process. Mm -hmm. There were lots of times where, we 
chose to take a break Mm -hmm. and conversations where we were struggling. We didn't know how we felt about things. And it took a little bit of perspective, some distance from it to really think through it and to have a little bit of a better understanding of what we were feeling. So keep that in mind. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of thoughts going through your head and your partner's head and expressing this stuff is going to open that all up. Right. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, about fears and insecurities as well. Yes. Get a little deeper. So part of that emotional kind of reveal, sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes you've got too much information to process and you've got to really think about it. And be okay with taking a break from the conversation when you need to. Mm-hmm. You're overwhelmed or you just don't have an answer yet. And yep. it's okay to not have all of the answers. Exactly. You're not going to, you're not always going to. It just, it doesn't work that way. Right. Be comfortable in not knowing. Oftentimes you're brain needs time to think about all of that information, Mm -hmm. all of your feelings. We did this a lot when we were first starting out and we were listening to a ton of podcasts trying to understand what are all the rules? How does this work? Where do you get started? And we would listen for, you know, on the way to work at work on the way home. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and by the end of the week, we were, like, overloaded. Yeah. We had to just turn off for a little while, change yes. the subject, do something different. Mm-hmm. But your brain kind of works on it in the background. Yes. And eventually, you come back to the conversation. And you go, hey, I, I totally thought of this thing. Mm-hmm. Let me help you with it. We, we encourage everybody to bring it all out on the table Be open to listening to your partner and take a break when you need to. Absolutely. All right. Now this comes the good part. Yeah. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that will be. Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Wow. I actually remembered that. That was pretty cool. That takes us back. Yes. So, I mean... What, what are we turns really you talking on, Ed? Here? Oh, so many things. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting all interested. <laughs> you in particular. <laughs> We're all in the lifestyle. We're all thinking about swinging. You're listening to this podcast. Clearly, you are thinking about things that turn you on. Mm-hmm. What's sexy to you? Now, the interesting thing is, not. Everything that's sexy to other people are going to be sexy to you. Everybody's got their own thing. Everyone's all got their sexy thing. Exactly. One of the things that you have to think about are what are your desires? What do you truly want to get out of the lifestyle? Maybe it's a bucket list. Or your your relationship. Maybe you've explored all the options in your sexual relationship with your partner and you're craving something else. You want to 
do something else, experience something else. Right. You've got that bond. You're rock solid. You know you're not going to go anywhere. And you just want to explore. Yeah, try something different. Absolutely. You read about it in Cosmopolitan all the time about spicing up your your bedroom relationship. (laughs) It's something as simple as being in a sexy environment. Maybe you always wanted to be watched. Maybe you want to watch somebody else have sex. Oh, my gosh. You guys really have to try that. It's, It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. So much fun being in a group. So there's, you know, threesomes, there's orgies, there's exotic Exotic locations. locations. In our Costa Rica trip last year to Uh. April, we had sex outside in a thunderstorm on a yellow rubber ducky floating in the pool. On a pool, in the rain, yes. It was hot. (laughs) I mean... Who can say that? Right. Where's it was the, an amazing experience. Where's the weirdest place you had sex? On a rubber, rubber ducky. ducky. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you're into taller people. Maybe you and your husband or you and your partner are of average stature and you see some guy on a cruise that's 6'5", looks like oh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, yeah. I saw him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wanted to climb that tree. Yes. There were there were a number of women that we've talked to after the cruise that all saw Aquaman and said, "Oh yeah, oh, him. I yeah. I do know. him." Yeah. Maybe you've got a cultural kink. Maybe you got an ethnic kink. Um, there's a flavor of sexual appetite that's out there for you, and it's just a matter of exploring that stuff, but having that conversation with your partner about. Yeah that exploration how do you want to explore that what do you want to try Mm -hmm. you've got to be able to freely and openly admit that to your partner if you're in a long-term relationship that can be that can feel pretty uncomfortable so but you got to get it out there otherwise you're not going to be able to fulfill that so start the conversation Mm -hmm. start easy figure out how to broach that subject and then start bringing up those things and you may you may have a partner that didn't have a lot of sexual experiences and your you did and your partner wants more sexual experiences or they want to have sexual experiences with different cultures because you can't be different i mean if you're african-american you can't be you know filipino they just you're not right everybody's not gonna happen so what am i trying to say you if you're say maybe you're completely satisfied in your relationship but your partner wants to experience more then maybe you want to embark on that journey together and then when you embark on that journey together, you discover things along the way. It's it's different for every couple. Some some couples they let their other partner play with other people and they don't want to play. It's it's all up to you. Right. And the important thing is to have the conversation. Absolutely. And 
one of the other things that we like to talk about, and I think it's a really important dynamic in any relationship, and that is knowing the specific techniques that get you off and that you have the ability to express that to your partner. So let's put this in perspective. If you know how you like to masturbate or what turns you on, what parts of your body are more sensitive than others, how you like to be touched, you have to be able to communicate that to your partner. Now, why is that in particular importance? Well, if you do get into the lifestyle and you do step into a play situation with another couple or another person in the room, if you're not comfortable expressing to your partner, someone who you spend a significant amount of time with, who theoretically you've been intimate with and continue to be intimate with and you have sex on a regular basis, if you can't tell that person who's seen all of your flaws and insecurities, then how are you going to tell a perfect stranger to touch you mm-hmm. in a soft and sensitive place? Right. You've got to be able to say it out loud and be okay with saying it. And maybe you'll discover your voice along the way. I discovered a louder voice along the way. I already have filet mignon, Mr. Ed, but I was finding I wasn't, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say bacon, but I do like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like bacon? <laughs> what's a what's a cheaper cut of meat? <laughs> Ground hmm. round? <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Although there's some good burger places out there now. Mm. Anyway, I was not getting filet mignon. But when my voice got louder, when I was more comfortable asking for what I wanted or saying, gentle on nipples, they're very soft, or my my clitoris really likes a flat tongue, people responded very favorably, and I got what I needed, and it was a turn on for them because I was asking for what I wanted and they were happy to provide that. Absolutely. (laughs) So I, I found a stronger voice asking strangers. I mean, they're, they're people that you know that you've met, but they're not your long-term partner. So they're right in relative perspective, a stranger. Yeah, you you may have only met them one evening. I mean, there are a number of uh, interactions that happen in the lifestyle that are basically one-night stands. Mm -hmm. But there are also longer-term relationships that you can establish with people. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, you've still got to be able to say it out loud. Exactly. So if you're uncomfortable with the lights on having sex, you're going to have to start turning lights on and talking out loud because other people need to hear it. Uh want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime we've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities great conversations 
evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. Now we all, we already covered sexual preferences. We covered different ethnicities, cultures, um, experimenting with your bi side. That's also something really important that you will be communicating with your partner. Right. So beyond the stuff that we talked about earlier, which were kind of kinks and desires, things that kind of stimulate you, there's also these deeper things which are like a bisexuality preference those can sometimes be uncomfortable to express to your partner one thing's kind of fun and cute oh you like you know small girls girl, yeah but when cute you start fun. talking about maybe questioning your sexuality and expressing that to your partner and redefining yes and redefining who who you've you, been then, yes. your whole adult sexual life yes i wouldn't say redefining out Redefining that to your partner or, or expressing that to right. your partner. Hey, I've, I've always felt bi. I've never been able to really express that on a regular basis because now I'm in a marriage with a, you know, a female and I really want to experience another male or vice versa. Right. And I think that the, that the important thing to think about that is you're opening yourself up to discovery when you go through this. Yes. Maybe you knew you were bi. Well, Maybe yeah. you just discovered that you were bi. Yeah. You, yeah. you just never know. So mm -hmm. your partner wouldn't know. He wouldn't have even had a hint. Well, maybe they had a hint that, <laughs> that you were. I mean. Men think all women are bi. And I kind of I think that they are. I think they were just more accepting of one another. That's all very possible. <laughs> all women are great. Now, some of the other things that kind of get into this riskier topic, things like kinks. So there are a number of people who enjoy Risky. kinkier play. Riskier meaning like... Well, risky in that sometimes your partner may not be into those things. Sometimes you have a, 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 a bent, a kink, that takes you to a place that your partner and you have never experienced before. So bondage, uh, public sex, uh, pain play. There are some people who hide that and suppress that. And it's, it's important that you, if that's part of who you are as a sexual person, to be able to express that. So just like the other stuff, kink play is another expression of your sexuality that you need to be able to communicate with your partner. Mm -hmm. All right. Fears and insecurities. Now, now we're getting into the sensitive part. We've touched on some of that already. Deep feelings, talking about things that are maybe uncomfortable for us, my biggest fear was 
breaking us. Right. I found filet mignon. Finally, I scoured the earth. I found the hope diamond and I Mm. was deadly afraid that I was going to destroy it. And I didn't want to because it took me so damn long to find you. Mm. I know. And I didn't, I didn't want to, to break us. So that was my fear. That was my insecurity. I was excited about this journey and this adventure that we were going to embark on. But I had some serious fears. Yeah, I mean, you're throwing your relationship out onto this stage mm-hmm. and testing it in a pretty significant way. Yeah. And the ultimate vacation test. Right. You, you don't know how that's going to end up. Mm-hmm. And that that was, I think, both of our concern. I think you were a little bit more concerned about it because I was I was very deeply in love with you and I didn't have any intention of going anyplace. You um, don't love me anymore, though. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. <laughs> yeah. Ed has a big smile on his face. He's like, you're being silly. I absolutely still love her very much. One of the other things that can come out, and we weren't sure exactly how it was going to affect us, but we all hear about jealousy, and that's seeing your partner attracted to somebody that's not you. Hmm. Now, jealousy is usually talked about in the whole, like, girlfriend hitting the boyfriend because he's checking out some chick's butt as you walk through the mall. Right. That's pretty classic jealousy. Now, we didn't expect to have that, and we didn't go through any of those insecurities. But when you start playing sexually with other people, I mean, this isn't just like a casual glance. I mean, we're talking about sexual contact with other people. I'm I'm grabbing boobs at this point. And you kind of don't know what's going to happen until you do it and to see, is this all right? Right. I mean, how many people really get to see their husband kissing another woman right in front of them, like making out? Yeah. It's unusual. It's not something you're used to seeing. It's not something you're, you're shown in TV. It's not something that... Well, a little bit now, but it's not really talked about. So you don't mentally, you're not prepared for that. Yeah. You're not really sure how to categorize that or process that. And if you've never had to go through that set of emotions, if you've never had to witness it in, in a very personal way, how it's affecting you, mm-hmm. you don't know how you're going to react to it until mm-hmm. it actually happens. Right. So guess what? There, there's... There's no trial run. You can't just, you know, slowly dip a toe into it. Oh, I guess you kind of can. A little bit. You can go a little slow. But for the most part, each time you progress a little deeper into the pool, you're going to have a different set of emotions that you're going to have to deal with. So jealousy or feelings of insecurity are going to come up. And it's important that you talk about them to figure out where you're at. Why? And this is the key with jealousy. 
why did you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Your, your feelings are absolutely valid that you, it made you feel uncomfortable. The question that you have to really figure out is, why did it make you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Did you feel that he was enjoying it too much? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, maybe he, it looked like he was enjoying it more than he enjoyed kissing you, which is an absolute fabrication, by the way, Phoebe. I <laughs> still enjoy kissing you more than anybody else, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even exaggerating in the slightest. And, and, and it's going to be, obviously, we keep saying this, different for everybody. Some people jump right in. There's not a jealous bone in their body. And, well, actually, I, I, I think a lot of people, there are, I, I do know that there are a lot of people out there that don't experience a lot of jealousy. But what I can say, and I'm positive about, is that everyone will experience something in this lifestyle that triggers a moment of uncomfortableness or jealousy. Right. And to the kissing example, I'll just provide an example. We were playing on the bed with a couple and Ed was having a fabulous makeout session with the voluptuous hot brunette on the bed next to us. He was having a ton of fun. While I, on the other hand, was having an okay time and my kissing experience was meh. So I started to feel a little jealous. I started to poke Ed. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I was feeling jealous because he looked like he was having a better time than me. Right. It's, it's like being left out of the party. I felt like I was being left out. Now, in the moment, I did not know why I was feeling that. The next night or the next morning, that was revealed. Right. As we talk, as we talk through it, so you know, you talk through these things, you discover what it is, and you maybe you make a plan to to work around that, or you just go, well, hey, that's the way it is. Someone's gonna have a little bit more better time than the other person. Right. It's gonna happen. Absolutely. And I've been in the exact same situation where we've had uh, a group situation in a hotel room Mm -hmm. and Phoebe was the life of the party. I mean, (laughs) all the bees were checking her flower out. (laughs) And honestly, most of the women either were at a commission or tired. One of them wasn't feeling well, too drunk, whatever really there were there weren't enough women to go around mm-hmm. and it did it felt very uncomfortable but i realized it, would, it doesn't happen all the time it just happened that one time but it did feel kind of gross kind of yeah. mm, off mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable yeah one of the other things that comes up and we've experienced this a little bit and that is are we still the best sex mm-hmm. now Phoebe had some early feelings about this, some typical American female insecurities Mm -hmm. about not being the cutest or the tightest or the... The spinner. Yeah. um, Because of past experiences that she'd had. And she has very specific feelings about those kinds of situations there's a few of them 
and they kind of set her off. Now, I respect that, and I understand that, so I tend to avoid those kinds of situations to not aggravate those feelings. But we've talked about it, and I think we've worked through a lot of that, and I Mm -hmm. think that that's been alleviated to a, a pretty strong extent at this point. Yes. Plus, there's a lot of education that comes along in this process, a lot of awareness and knowing that all women feel different. They feel different, but they feel the same inside. That I was, too. They're, they're all very soft, very warm, and then inviting. But right. all the the all the other features are are different and fun and exciting. Exactly. So. Again, it was it was really fears based on cultural precepts that were in my brain that I just got rid of. Yeah, you, you get told the same thing enough times, you you kind of believe it, and then you have to discover that it's not actually true. Exactly. So we did. We've we've done some exploring, and we've broken some of those things down, which is great. Mm-hmm. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. There's also the unknown. What's going to happen? That drives me crazy. Yeah, that was probably your biggest issue when we first started. Oh my God, what's going to happen when we get there? Are they going to attack us? Do we have to rip off our clothes? I mean, are they going to take our keys? That whole thing. All the things. If we smile too much at a couple, are they going to like come over and like want to have sex with us? Right. If, If we kiss them, does that mean it's on? Like what? Oh my God. I was driving myself crazy. And what we discovered was... People are people. It's like dating. It's it's really no different. Flirting is flirting. You may kiss someone. It doesn't mean I'm going to go to bed with you. Right. You know? So it's, it's really not. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as or anything what I had imagined to be. Like, I just thought no. you'd walk into a room and it was movie, like orgy movie. Right. You put your keys in the bowl at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And like you the get dragged 70s off orgy to a porn room. that I was watching as a teenager. Yeah. Now, we, we would like that to happen now, but oh, when yeah. we first started out, we <laughs> didn't, you know, no. we were very uncomfortable with the idea that <laughs> we just didn't know what was going to happen. So we right. can let you know that it doesn't work like that. No. Everything is about consent. Yes. You have to give explicit permission. You can say no at any point. And most people, as we've discovered, 
don't even like to play at parties. Yes, and sometimes it's just not sexy enough. But but don't give up. Right. It may not be the right party. It may not be the right env- environment or area or I mean it and it changes all the time. So don't give up. Just keep going back and just keep trying. But the important thing mm-hmm. was that showing up to a party, even going to a, a lifestyle event doesn't commit you to any kind of sexual interaction with any other couple. Right. It only happens if you want it to mm-hmm. and only with who you want it to happen with. Yep. We ran into a couple on the cruise that have never played with another couple, but they've been on the Bliss Cruise, what, like Swinger s- Cruise, six or seven six times. Six or seven times, yeah. 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 We, we call Perfect. them monogamish. Yeah. They still get on the cruise. Nobody kicks them off. I mean, they right. pay their fare. They love being there, but they're not ready. And, and we didn't grab them and no. <laughs> take them off to some bed someplace and no. have our way with them. It's just, you know. We just had a great conversation with them, and they Absolutely. were wonderful people. I know. So there are lots of people who just go to experience the the same fear of the unknown that you're going through mm-hmm. and just know that it's really not that scary. It's not that scary. There are occasions when you do play where kind of unexpected things happen. Like? As an example, <laughs> Phoebe and I were playing on a bed, and another couple joined us on the bed. It was fun, very casually. <laughs> I'm waiting to see where you go. Which, like, which one was this? Yeah, <laughs> we've got a few stories. And the the gentleman who was next to us was n- not particularly her taste, and the expression on her oh, yeah. face was like. Deer like a the... deer in the headlights. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. And I could tell instantly because her eyes grew <laughs> to the size of saucers. It was, it was so obvious that she was uncomfortable. Right. And, of course, I had to ask, are you, are you okay? okay? And her head shook violently from side to side in the su- most subtle way. You, you, just like rapid vibrations yes. her, her whole head. Like, right? Yeah. No. Because no, I was no. trying to be subtle, you know, because you're like, oh, my God, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't practice the signal. Is it two squeezes? Is it three squeezes? Is it like blinking in the eyes? Is it like pinching? What? Oh, my God, we don't have the signal. So I just did the big saucer eyes. What the? Oh. We've since figured out some signals and, you know, the, the good hard squeeze is is probably the good indication and if it's with a smile that means we're on mm. if it's a big squeeze and the deer in the headlights look then it's like get me the, the hell, hell out of here out of here yeah and and, and honestly <laughs> wasn't like anything terrible was happening we were happening we were somewhat new and it was really just a roaming hand but i was like i you one you didn't ask and Two, I'm not into you. I'm not in, don't touch me. I'm not interested in you touching me. So, yeah. So communication, even nonverbal communication becomes important. And having that, that signal, that look that you can give your partner is mm-hmm. really important. 
Absolutely. And you can figure out some signals ahead of time, you know, one if by land, two if by sea, who knows? <laughs> Have a signal with your partner to be able to say... Or a phrase. Or a phrase. Actually, that reminds me of a phrase. The water or the Pick wine. Pick something yeah. that you know your partner doesn't hates. like. Like, Ed hates melon. So I would say, he'd say, oh, you would probably say something like, hey, honey, I'm going to go to the buffet and grab some watermelon. And be like, what? Ed hates melon. Right. Oh, got it. Ding. Ding. Pull the ripcord, parachute, out. Out. Pew. With these secret signals that you develop with your partner, it's important that you understand what the signal is. I can recall an incident, it's actually happened a couple times, where I got the wrong message. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just way into the chick and just not paying attention, but... Totally missed the signal. Phoebe got up and got a drink, comes back, and we've decided that we're going to go play in the playroom with a couple. So I missed the signal that she was not into it, <laughs> which can be a little awkward. Right. Now, we played it off, and we were able to you know, exit gracefully. But it was a clear example of being clear with your partner as to what your expectations are. And also, don't commit to something unless you've had a conversation about it. Right. And I was just going to say, sometimes you may need to table that conversation with another couple and say, excuse us, we're going to go grab a drink and we'll be right back. Or we're going to go, or just be honest, say, we're going to go chat. We'll be right back. Right. You go, you separate, you have that conversation with your partner. Get on the same page. Get on the same page and you come back. People really do respect the honesty. They'd rather you be honest than, than lead them on. And you come back and you say, hey, we're, we're, we appreciate the offer, but we're just not feeling it tonight. Right. We we look forward to seeing you again in the future, or you don't even have to say that. You just say, we appreciate the offer. We're just not feeling it tonight. Right. People respect that. Absolutely. It's, it it may feel awkward to say, but it's, you, you do it. It's quick, and nobody's feelings are hurt. And trust us, it's way less awkward to have that conversation than to get into a room <laughs> and have a bunch of drama <laughs> pop up because right. the wheels fall off the wagon. Right. We've never had that, thank goodness. No. So. But but those are the kinds of situations yes. that end up in the, the oh, yeah. dramatic Yes. When we've seen yes things. Right. Bad. Bad yeah. things. So yeah, get your signals straight. Yes. Have a moment and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one of the other kind of disastrous things can happen sometimes and it, it it depends on how far somebody goes but if you have rules clearly understand the rules clearly communicate them ahead of time but sometimes in the heat of the moment things get a little slippery it depends on how clearly you define your rules and if your partner messes up have a conversation about it mm -hmm. 
understand that you broke the rules, definitely be open to hearing that, but also be open to understanding that it was a it was an omission, the rule wasn't clear enough, or the situation happened. Mm-hmm. But have the conversation about it. It's a hard conversation to have, but you have to have it. Absolutely. And and sometimes you'll feel like in the moment that it just feels natural and that breaking that rule is is very comfortable and and everyone was on the same page there's this synergistic right flow that tends to go on and that's what happened with us in the beginning we had some some subtle rules they weren't hard rules like a no kissing rule or I say that's a hard rule for I call it a hard rule because we love kissing and so when someone doesn't have a kitten when someone has a no kissing rule we feel very sad because when we want to play with them we're like oh that's not gonna work for us I'm sorry but we respect that so when we've broken some of these rules when we were playing we talked about it afterwards and we were okay with it. Sometimes in that situation, breaking that rule with that couple feels fine. Right. But break, but having that rule broken with another couple may not feel fine. Right. It's, it's all, and it's very fluid. It's really interesting. Absolutely. And in the heat of the moment, if you think that you might want to start to push past your boundaries, and that's right. that's kind of the way we like to phrase it. Right. Have the nonverbal communication with your partner. You can go, you know, hey, mm-hmm. what do you think? Or even just have the oh, verbal conversation. We've had those verbal conversations right there in the bed. Right. Mm-hmm. Honey, she really wants me to fuck her. Are, well, you, are okay you okay with, with that? that? <laughs> and you'll be like, pound away. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, and it's fun. It's It's... You know, you can have light, playful, and direct conversations in the bed with another couple. Absolutely. It doesn't kill the moment. No. No, and couples actually appreciate that you have communication with Mm -hmm. each other. It shows that you... You're a team. You're you're unstoppable. Yeah, Yeah, you're together. And you can say, you know, I know I'm not comfortable with that right now. Or maybe you think you're comfortable and you start fucking ginger and (laughs) I'm thinking, you know, sexy, some, I don't know where ginger came from. And you see that happening and you're like, Oh, I'm not so comfortable about seeing that. And then you tap them on the shoulder and you're like, I need to have some of you right now. Right. And, regroup you just regroup and then you get back with your man or your woman and you know you reconnect absolutely we've done that before it's the the need the desire the absolute necessity to have that That. kind of conversation that communication with your partner you have to do it right which is why conversation in the beginning is crucial so that you can have these intimate, direct, comfortable conversations with your partner when you're in the act playing with some other people. And there's 
multiple individuals that you're coordinating with. Could yeah. be two, could be six. We tend to like the six and eights. <laughs> but when you start off having these conversations, that will transition into these conversations in the end. Now, in closing, everything comes back to communication. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that happens, you have to be able to talk through it. You're in this together, and it's important that you work through it together. Absolutely. I love you, Ed. I love you, Phoebe. Thank you for joining us for this episode and listening to Ed and Phoebe at Swinger University. Please send us comments, or if you would like to share a personal story, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us via email at swingeruniversity at gmail.com. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.